Welcome back, everybody. Uh, Modern success. I believe we're on episode 10 already, but we're doing, of course, two episodes a week. I didn't have a chance to make up the episode yet that I missed on Monday while I was traveling. I will probably do it more than likely on Friday, maybe Saturday. Um, I'm back in California. I can talk briefly about that. But as always, I always start with some quick announcements. This podcast is sponsored by Team BC, my real estate team, and also Modern Success, my personal coaching and mentorship program, which you can find at briancasella.com. You'll find it in the description of the podcast. You go to the coaching tab and sign up. We've already had two people sign up today. The program is growing very quickly, okay? Um, Let's begin. Uh, Just to wrap up, last week I am officially now certified as a clinical hypnotherapist. Um, As I've told a lot of you, I am very well studied in NLP and hypnosis, not a grandmaster, but well studied. And I knew it was time for me to get my official certifications. I'm on the quest of achieving three. I have my first. The other two will be done within the next couple months. So I'm excited for that. Um, I'll share some stuff later on with you that pertains to that. And also Monday and Tuesday, shout out to Exit Realty over in Jacksonville. They flew me out to speak at their bar camp, their little sales rally. Had a blast, met some great people. I know the agents that were there were really impacted by what we went over. Um, Didn't talk too much real estate. It was more mindset and that kind of stuff and people loved it because the deeper you get into the game, the more you get into business, the more you realize it is all about what's going on between your ears. That's applicable to everything, even outside of business and just everyday life, right? So let's start with this. Um, One thing that people struggle with unknowingly, and this is almost like an unconscious tick that people have, um, it's one word, labels, right? We forget that when you label something, whatever it is, that's what gives it meaning. And then when you accept the label, it now has an effect on you, right? For example, let's say you're somebody who's high energy and you get stuff done, yet maybe you're in a classroom environment and the teacher doesn't appreciate your energy and has to find some way to suppress it. Well, what do they do? Maybe they send you to the doctor, maybe they send you to the principals, and then somewhere along the the way, you get labeled as ADD, ADHD, right? And I know the majority of the cases, probably eight or nine out of 10, are not suffering from a condition. They're just labeled as that, and now when the kid is told that, right, because we have, uh, what happens is when we hear something from an authority, a teacher, a doctor, a lawyer, We've been programmed and brought up to accept what they say without question, meaning it bypasses the critical faculty of your mind and your unconscious mind accepts it. This is why people who maybe get told you have cancer or you're ADD immediately begin to suffer and just go downhill very quickly because they've accepted it as fact. So the moment they accept that label, it now affects them, right? Internally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, whatever you want to call it. That's why I'm very particular about the way people speak to me in regards to what I accept and what I reject. Because people are gonna say it. The average person, even some of you before listening to this podcast, you're like, number one, you're either saying, what the hell is he talking about? Or number two, you're starting to understand what I'm saying a little bit more. You realize, whoa, if you think back the last 24 hours and all the conversations you've had, you've probably been labeled something and you accepted it or unknowingly to you, without you being aware of it, people have thrown stuff and you've accepted it. Because if you do not reject it, you're accepting it, okay? People are floating around nowadays in the sense that they're not really paying attention to what's going on. They are, like, think of the last time you drove, right? Do you remember that drive? 
if it was 10 or 15 minutes or did you just blank out, right? I call it going zombie mode. And when you're going zombie mode, you can be influenced. Why do you think people who watch the news and listen to certain radio shows all the time are literally brainwashed into that agenda or that belief system, whatever is being pitched on that particular channel, a particular radio station or whatever it is. So what I would like and I would invite people to do, you might be listening to this while you're driving. I recommend you do this exercise when you have a chance to sit down for a couple minutes. Write down some stuff that some labels that you think of yourself. Because when you ask yourself, what am I? Who am I? Your mind will start talking to you. You wanna write all that stuff down. Don't question it, just start writing. And you'll see. Then the next step is think. The people close to me, if I ask them, describe me, in this case, Brian. What would they say? Then you'll see. And if you write down that your family would say, you're crazy, you're ADD, you're this, you're that, we well, you need to take a close look at that because if your family's constantly, in this case, always calling you that and you're not rejecting it and you're just like whatever and you're accepting it, well, guess what? That's a pattern over and over and over. So going back to what I learned this weekend, we're all literally in a constant state of hypnosis and you're being hypnotized whether you realize it or not. Why are you sitting behind me, dude? So why not be able to flip that mechanism to your benefit? Which you can. This is where we hear the stem of affirmations. Or basically, if you want to be more technical about it, it's called positive suggestion. I see a question here that says, how do you reject it? Well, one thing I do is I tell myself, or I tell them, let's say they say, uh, you know, you're ADD. I'd be like, incorrect. I am highly focused. Right there. So not only did I handle it conversationally, I handled it internally. Because when I say incorrect, remember, your unconscious mind records everything. Every conversation, every song you listen to, it's constantly recording everything. 99.994, wait, 99.9994% of your mental energy, your mental faculty is your unconscious mind. So if there's 7 billion things, there's 7 billion things, I believe, it's either 7 million or billion. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's million though, right? I think I said billion. That your unconscious mind is perceiving in your environment, sounds, pictures, movements all the time. Your conscious mind can really only see 126. And then even then, if we look at what you can actually focus on in the moment, you can only handle about seven things. So let's say you tell yourself, I'm on a diet, I don't wanna eat cake. I need to go pick up the kids, I need to do this, that. Once you get past seven, your mind can't handle it anymore on a conscious level. So the deeper we get into the study of the mind, uh, we start seeing how important this stuff is. What labels are we walking around with? Well, I was always labeled, you know, for example, um, let me think of some labels that I was labeled with that would be negative, right? There's a lot of good ones I had, but let's see. Um, oh yeah, here's one. Too aggressive. I've been labeled too aggressive. Really? So let's say somebody tells me, oh, you're too aggressive. Really, according to who? According to what? What is your definition of too aggressive? Now I'm giving you some, some ways of handling it, right? Oh, well, you know, I just think blah, 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 right there. So people will say, I just think, or I just feel. I'd say, okay, cool, so that's your personal opinion, got it. And right there, I just told my mind, that's their opinion, fuck their opinion. And if you wanna be cool about it, say, you know what, cool, you're entitled to your opinion, of course. However, it's not fact. 
Now you're handling it on a conversational level and a mental level. So people now, as you're listening to this, will begin to understand why I tell everybody, be very careful. I don't, I'm not even going to say careful. Let's use a more powerful word. Be very purposeful with every single word that you tell yourself and that you tell everybody else. Think about a sales situation. If you applied this now to sales or business, how much more business you would get, how many more people would be influenced by what you're saying if you follow this. Imagine if before you get on the phone, you door knock or you talk to somebody, you go present, right? For all you realtors or business people on here, you tell yourself, before I start this conversation, every single word is going to be intentional. Every single word and sentence and phrase is going to have purpose, every single language pattern I use, so on and so forth. Imagine how you're going to handle that call even from hello or the meeting from when you start to shake their hand all the way to the end versus if you don't say that. Your mind will go where you lead it. Are you consciously leading it or not? Now there's other processes we can go over later, which for those of you on Modern Success, I'm going to go over some of that deeper stuff for you to start rewiring your mind a little bit more on top of obviously what I've already given you because without you guys realizing it, a lot of stuff that I teach is laced with a bunch of stuff that you don't realize, right? That's why some people who follow me are like, man, I just feel so moved after you speak or I feel so inspired. Well, that's done on purpose. It just becomes so unconscious for me now that it just comes out. So... I see a question here about motivation. What if you could rewire your mind, Steve, then I have to worry about motivation and be 10 levels above it. Get on modern success. That's my answer. Labels, right? So now we have what you have yourself as your labels. And now we have the list of, let's say, family and friends. Now we can keep going on. Then you can do maybe your employer if you have one. And the next level, and the next level, and the next level. Your peers at work. Now you can start to see because now if you create these lists and let's say on all these lists, you're like, man, I'm not any of that. And then you look at your life circumstances right now and maybe you're not happy, you're not fulfilled, you feel unworthy, you don't feel confident, then it makes sense because you've been accepting these labels that you truly don't believe in yourself. And now you can start the process of deprogramming and then reprogramming. which is a lifelong quest. We're on it all the time. You see, and I'll pause here before I continue. This is the stuff that I love talking about because nobody talks about it. Maybe some of my peers and friends and maybe some of my mentors talk about it. I've never been to one realtor training or coaching program where I was taught this and I'm giving it on a fucking podcast just so people become more aware, right? So shout, shout out to Chuck who was there um, over the weekend. Sorry, uh, Jacksonville who was also a presenter, works with Exit Realty, used to be formerly with Remax. I knew he was well studied when in his first 20 minute segment, he said the word consciousness and awareness three or four times. I said, there's somebody who knows. But it's not a surprise that I think he's a great person and I liked him right away. Which is another benefit of this, right? Shout out to Sonny, who also is the broker for Exit. He told me, he's like, dude, you're 32 and you're probably one of the most self-aware people I've ever met. He's about 10 years older than me. So there's power in this because people begin to pick up on it, whether they're your clients, whether they're, if you're a guy, the girls that you're going after, and vice versa. This is attractive because somebody can look at you and speak to you and without even 
saying it to you, you can tell by the look, they're thinking, man, this person has their shit together. This person knows what they're doing. This person is the real deal. This is a powerful person. This is a confident person, so on and so forth. However, it is a process that one must embark on and willing, willingly embrace. Just like we learned this weekend with the hypnotherapy. I may have a client. I may have a student. Number one, senior to everything else, is they themselves must want to change. Otherwise, no matter what I do, no matter what I say, no matter what I take them through, they will not see any benefits, no results, or any change because they don't want it deep down. So that's the first decision you have to make. Do I want to do this? It's not easy, guys. This isn't the cool thing to do. Back in the day, if you did this, you were called a geek or a nerd. Oh, you like to read. <laughs> oh, you just research all day. Come outside, loser. If that flips, maybe some of you were told that in your younger days in high school or college. Now who's laughing? Because those same people who told you that, their lives peaked when they were 18, 17, 19. And now they're miserable working nine to five jobs looking at you saying, how did that guy get there? So before we even get into technical stuff, I wanted to touch on that because just a little simple process I gave you will bring more awareness to your life and allow you to begin the change, right? Think of it as a 10 step ladder and I just gave you the first step. Then you must take the first step and then continue to ascend over and over. For those of you who are not at all familiar with or studied in NLP and hypnosis, I recommend you start. Plenty of books that are introductions to it. There's plenty of books on self-hypnosis, right? And before I move on to the next topic, that's what I'm gonna wrap that piece up with is self, that's the word. It starts with you and it ends with you. I talked about that in Jacksonville. If you don't like you, no one else is gonna like you. If you're not confident in yourself, no one else is gonna be confident in you. If you're nervous, you're gonna make them nervous so on and so forth. You wanna teach somebody anything, master it first yourself. You wanna be great at body language, understand your own body language. You wanna be great at communicating, master communicating with yourself and in the way that you do it. That's the process. Cool, all right. So we're about 15 minutes in. Again, um, if, especially for you guys on Zoom, if you have questions at any point, go ahead and type it. It'll stay on there and I can answer later. For Instagram, you know, now that there's more people on, the questions scroll very quickly, so it's more difficult for me to get to. But I wanted to talk about that because it, it's something that very, uh, that's very much so you can say swept under the rug or people will look at that and kind of believe that it's insignificant in the sense that what do you mean labels or well you know if i get told i have adhd that's what i have what do you mean well that goes back to what i told you you see a doctor as an authority but we don't realize that the doctor prescribing you the drug for your add quote is actually getting paid so they have an agenda in it to keep you medicated right i remember when i continuously hurt my ankles and i had surgeries I was continuously given drugs and I at some point would be yelling at the doctor saying, I don't want fucking pills. Fix my feet. Pills do nothing. They numb the pain. It's a band-aid. That's it. Fix it. That's what I pay you for. 
So this rabbit hole goes much deeper than most people think. Okay. So that's that. Another thing uh, I covered, you can say in Jacksonville a little bit that I wanted to um, talk about a little bit is the notion that if I, right, let's say somebody on here, even if it's not me, let's say you admire, I don't know, fucking President Trump or Warren Buffett or me or your neighbor or your broker, if you're a real estate agent, whatever, right? And then you constantly go to them or you tell them, hey, man, I want to be number one. I want to improve. I want to make more money. I want to do this. You know, I want to get in better shape, whatever it is. If that individual that you say that to or that you would comment and, and, and let know, if they just randomly picked you out of a bunch and said, okay, man, I'm going to remember what you just said. And now I'm going to be like a, a mini version of me hovering on your shoulder for 24 hours. And if that individual followed you around for 24 hours, would your actions and what you do in a 24 hour period confirm what you told them or would it tell a different story? That is a very difficult question for a lot of people to confront because I know most people would say, fuck no, I'm not going to do that. This is why most people run away from any sort of accountability. Hey, Mr. Uh, Mr. Guy that I admire, dude, I'm ready to be number one. I'm going to make 300 phone calls a day. I'm going to go knock on 50 businesses a day. Then the guy follows him around and he actually only makes 20 calls a day and visits five businesses. Well, my friends, that's somebody who's not going to be successful. One of the reasons that when I started on social media, if you followed me years ago, that I would document every day what I was doing or a couple days a week on Facebook and YouTube was a measure of accountability. If I'd scream to the world and say, I'm going to conquer everything in this world and then I don't do it, well, I look pretty stupid, don't I? And people have seen the journey from day one to day 365 to day 730, so on and so forth. And that's something that I tell myself all the time, you know, if that mentor or that person, if like Anthony Robbins was following me around, would he approve of what I'm doing? Would he say, okay, Brian, yeah, Brian, you're on your way. You know, his voice, fucking booming ass voice. And that's what allows me to sleep at night, right? And that's one of those things for the people asking about motivation. That's one thing that keeps me going. That's not motivation. That's much bigger than that. That's again, duty, which I answered earlier on my Instagram live. I have a duty to complete the task, to do as I say, to honor my commitments. This is something that I must do. There is no plan B. There is no do something else. I have this virtual mentor on my shoulder watching what I'm doing, right? How many of you make phone calls, for example, or go door to door? Imagine if that person was watching you and listening to you. I guarantee you the moment you knew they, and you were aware that they were listening, like if you recorded your calls and gave it to them, Oh, you would step your game up like a motherfucker for sure. You would try so hard on your calls. You would try to go for appointments like crazy and close people. But they're not listening to you, so you just half-ass it. And you just go through the motions. Because that's really the difference. Uh, I remember hearing um, a saying, oh, you know, showing up is 90%. No, it's not. If you just go through the fucking motions of what you're supposed to do, you're not going to get any fucking results. I know a bunch of people who make calls, go door to door, and all they do is bitch and complain that they don't get any results. Then they'll look at somebody who's actually having success and say, well, they're full of shit because they're actually, I'm doing the same thing. I'm not getting the results. Well, it's because your, your mentality is completely fucking twisted. You can't just go through the fucking motions. 
if the person and the people that you're talking to require a level eight or nine of your skill and you're going out, going through the motions, giving a five or six, you will get nothing. Right? And it continuously is being told to you, it's not easy. Simple, not easy. Simple, not easy. Yet everybody wants the fucking easy route. I don't want the easy route. You know why? Because when I break bread with my peers who are successful and even more successful than me, we know that every single person sitting at that table has put in their work and deserves to be there. And as we look at the other masses, we're like, okay, cool, they're over there. It's gonna take a lot of work to get here. But when they come in and they make it here, we respect them because we know what it took. That's the table I wanna be at, that's the table that I'm at. And I keep ascending to different tables and people see it. You have to earn it, you have to earn it. Everybody's looking for the easy route though. Everybody is. I can tell by the way people ask me questions of looking for the easy route. They will literally listen to what I say or somebody else who's teaching. Then they'll ask a question as if what the person just said isn't true and there's a better way or easier way, that's the better word, easier way to go about it. And it's sad. I can scroll through my YouTube videos and see it. I almost wanna say like, did you even watch the video or are you just looking for an easier way? All the answers are out there, ladies and gentlemen. I look at, again, people following me and some people are getting some awesome results, right? Some people are getting really bad results. Some people are average. But then when people approach me and they demonstrate their level of action, then I look back to when I was in their shoes and what I was doing. I've never found anybody who's messaged me and gave me their Oh, this is what I'm doing, especially in real estate that even came close to touching my uh, effort levels, not skill, not potential, not anything else. Effort. How many people they talk to, how many hours they work. Couldn't touch me or they would go for a week or two and then, oh, I got to take a week off. I'm burnt out. Really? You're already burnt out. Come on. There's no room for burning out at the top. Again, that table that I was telling you about, everybody's breaking bread. They don't get burnt out. They push through that shit to the other side. You know what really was ringing in the back of my head? Is every single person I looked up to and that mentored me said, it's gonna be tough. You're gonna break. You're gonna wanna cry. You're gonna cry not going to be easy and in those moments you'll know if you're going to be successful or not because in those moments you retreat and you don't do anything or your effort level decreases you lost and I see it happen over and over I've lost count of how many people said bro I'm going to do what you do on social media I'm going to post videos every day I'm going to door knock I'm going to do my podcast I'm going to do Facebook lives I haven't seen anybody last more than a month Yet when I look at their feedback to me, it's the opposite of what I see. They see failure and through the data that's presented to me, I already see a few wins and it's right in their face and they don't see it. Which is something I can talk about, right? What do you see, right? Again, this goes back to what I said in the beginning about labels. 
oh, you know, ADHD. No, I see intense energy and focus. No. It's called a reframe. I reframe everything. I get in a car accident. Who here, who here um, was following me last year when I was on the side of the road, literally the tire blew off my truck and I did a, uh, Instagram live sitting on the side of the road, smiling for 30, 40 minutes until the tow truck came. The average person would have been irate, upset, would have walked around telling everybody, oh, my week is fucked up, my tire blew out, blah, 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 blah. Right there. So even the most basic situation that again, I would have quote, every excuse to be upset or whatever, I still reframed it and had a blast with it. That shows the character of a person. If the littlest thing can fuck you up, then you're demonstrating to whatever power you believe in that you simply cannot handle the responsibility of that magnitude. So if you can't handle a punctured or ruptured tire, how are you going to handle a 100, 200, $300,000 business, million dollar business, employees, more bills? Because that's the biggest misconception. It does not get easier as you become more successful and you make more money. It gets more challenging. You have more responsibility. You have more people counting on you. You have to be a better person, a better individual in that process. Otherwise, you will never keep ascending. You will be stuck where you're at for a reason. It's almost like a video game. You need to accumulate a certain amount of points and get a certain amount of progress to get to the next level, right? And you've heard that from many different people. Treat life like a game, right? I treat a lot of stuff that I do as chess. Oh, this is this move, this move. Right? A lot of stuff that I do, people think it's just like, oh, he's doing it randomly. It's not. Everything I do is strategic. Every single move that people think is by chance or, hmm, People don't even think about it. Very, very strategic, 100%. It is human nature to look for the easy way out, James says. Much harder to take the long, slow, hard way. Of course, of course. And again, somebody will hear that statement and then they'll try to argue, well, you know, if I can find an easy way in business, I'm gonna do it. Look, people, people need to be able to take datums and apply them in the moment without now adding their own interpretation of it. Because there is times, of course, that we can increase efficiency, of course. But overall, that statement is true. I'm not saying on purpose, take the hard way. But what we see as hard work a lot of times is necessary to then create the freedom and the easiness later. People think it's easy, easy, easy. No, it's tough, tough. You're about to break. Tough, tough. You're about to break, about to break, about to break. Tough, 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 tough. About to break, about to break. Oh, then I level up. I wish I would have in the beginning maybe in, recorded a lot more intimate stuff and put on YouTube just so people could really go back and see. Because in the beginning, I was only doing one or two videos a week. Uh, and then that frequency increased. But people would have gotten a better look at it, right? Maybe if those of you who follow me on Facebook would have seen uh, a little bit more, right? How my consistency every day and doing this and doing that, right? Cool. Great, uh, great comment, James. Very true. So it all boils down to at what point will you say that's it? 
right? And that's a question I ask people all the time. Well, how long are you going to do this? You know? Or at what point would you just throw in the towel as a test? And if somebody says, well, I'll give it a shot for like three months, six months, if they give me some definite time, some finite amount of time, I know they're not going to make it. Because I was asked that same question when I started in real estate, unknowingly that they were asking me from this position. And I said, what do you mean? I will do whatever it takes to be successful like you or anybody else here. I don't see this as, oh, I'll try it for a month. This is, I'm jumping, putting my life into it and that's it. You put a finite or a date on your amount of effort, good luck. Good luck. Now, later on, you may have other opportunities that's different. But if you already come in thinking, I'm only going to give this two weeks, you know why it's not going to work? Because you have a plan B. Whenever you have a plan B, you'll never give it 100% effort because you know if you fall, you have a cushion to land on. There's something that's activated in the human spirit when you give it and you go all in and you put that pressure on yourself. And until someone taps into that, it's tough to describe, you know? And I see the questions like, how do you stay consistent? How do you stay motivated? When you activate that, that's not even a question anymore. Never comes up, ever. Cool. I'll, uh, I'll open it up now for a few minutes to Q&A. If you guys have any questions. Oh, let's see. Carlos, you need to learn how to reframe, dude. If you have gotten more success, if you see yourself as not a success, you need to change the way you look at yourself in the situation, man. Yep, that sounds about right. The moment you feel like giving up, you're only at 35% of what you're actually capable of. Probably less, Lee. You know, that's, a good, that's a good point. Probably less. All right, how many times have you guys been in the gym? Oh man, I can't do anymore. Okay, one more rep, two more reps, and you do it. Right? Any aspirations of owning your own brokerage? No. How do you stay in shape when you work many hours? You you can always find time to something that's a priority. Poots. Any good sales education programs you recommend? Where you at? Where you been, Dom? My modern success program. Get on it. What was the breakthrough point? I think the breakthrough point was me when I decided to do real estate and go all in, man. I really don't think there was a breakthrough point. If there was one, it was that. I've had a lot of aha moments along the way, learning stuff, but when that decision was made, everything changed. Doing YouTube videos, um, if you're new, does it discredit you? No, I did them when I was new. Why would it discredit you? Should a realtor transition to be a transaction coordinator if you would rather be a TC? Sure. Uh, what kind of sparring does your coach encourage? Well, we usually spar uh, one of two ways. We do headgear for six to seven rounds, probably like hitting each other 40, 50% of max power, or we do it without headgear. And um, it's more about finding shots, not necessarily trying to hit each other hard, just finding openings, right? Working on our footwork and our head movement. This live feel different, of course, because I'm doing my podcast, dude. How do you stay confident when things are hard? 
there's only one option when things get hard, you keep going. Regardless if I feel confident or not, I'm gonna keep going. And the way you become confident is with competence, when you get good. When I was not good at basketball, I wasn't confident. When I got very good, I became more confident. You're always going to be nervous when you want to quit your job, Adric. That's normal. That's because you're uncomfortable, which means you should do it. Brokerages, it really comes down to what you prefer, uh, Dre from the Bay. doesn't really matter. Your activities as an agent is what's more important. Uh, I always have crappy days, Brandon. Not always, but I have them, right? I always have moments, but I never let it show. I never let it affect me, man. Because ultimately, it's a decision. Uh, who poots? Get on my Modern Success program, brother. You're 18. It will absolutely transform your life. And you'll make more money. Cool. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I'll end it here. Thank you for tuning in. Again, sponsored by Team BC, my real estate team. If you need any real estate stuff in the world, let me know. And I'll refer you or we will help you personally. Modern Success, my personal coaching and mentorship program is open to everybody. Go to briancasella.com, go to the coaching tab and get on. And lastly, this podcast, make sure you support it. It is on Spotify, it is on Google Play, it is on iTunes, and it is on Podomatic. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, wrapping it up. I will see you on Friday.